Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and your niece who just got Instagram, and boy, is it revealing. I'm Alicia Herter. And I'm Tara Keck. On today's episode, past lives, witches in the news, and a spell for self-acceptance. Loving that. Well, self-acceptance because I can't accept any of this. So I, I can accept myself. I cannot accept anyone else. I need to start with myself. Yeah. Love thyself before you love thy mother. No, love, love thy mother first. Right? Well, it's so supposed to be like love thy neighbor like thy, I love thyself. You treat others how you want to be treated. You have a lot of neighbors in Brooklyn, though. Right. And so that's why I need to love myself, figure out how to do that so I can start dealing with these other fucking clowns. <laughs> so I can run away from them faster. <laughs> no, like I don't I'm, want any sugar. Bye. I'm running from the Capitol. <laughs> Running up and down that hill. There she goes. <laughs> Running up and down that hill. That hill. Baby, how are you? I am doing so well, baby. So Marcel had to do a little magic spell. Momo's been helping him. Momo's been doing a spell for him like every week to help him get a job. Oh my God, Momo. And part of it, Momo was like, you should also do this spell with me. So last week we go out, we get all of the ingredients we had to go to Chrissy the Crystal Indigo in Jersey City. Highly recommend. It was great. He goes in there. He needs like a gem, you know. As you do. As you do. He's like, okay, where are they? Here they are. It's a very small, very, very small store. So you can like hear everyone and everything. Mm-hmm. And this woman, who I believe to be Chrissy the Crystal Indigo, was like, do you want us to choose one or do you want to choose one? And he was like, I mean, you can choose one, whatever. And she was like, no, you need to choose your own. And she was like, you need to choose it with your left hand. She basically was talking to another person, gets up to scold him (laughs) that he's doing this wrong and teaches him how to do it correctly. This is amazing. It was. It was great. And I'm really excited to go back. So he gets all the ingredients, comes back, does the spell. Baby, these motherfucking candles, they take like four hours to burn. It has to burn all the way down. It has to burn all the way down. And it was three candles. Okay. Which you did at the same time. So you're like, okay. At least they'll finish around the same time. Yeah. We've stacked this. Exactly. And so the spell happens. Candles go down. Eventually, we go to bed. But two days later, this motherfucker gets a job. This is amazing. What? Marcel. Woo. And he starts August 1st. So, boom. Momo. This is why I love the Discord. Yeah, The Discord is like probably the best community I've ever tangentially been associated with. I'm not a part of it, but. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a new fan of like the hurdle part of the Discord. The what? So there's a witch gamer kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And you know, there's Wordle. Right. But there's also one called Hurdle. And it'll give you like one second of a song and you get like five (gasps) tries or something to get the song right. All right. Sometimes I'm in. When, uh, welcome to the Black Parade, I just needed a one note. And I was like, <laughs> I know exactly. And then they had a meatloaf song like yesterday mm-hmm. and just like one guitar, like, and I was like, this is fucking meatloaf. I've been waiting my whole life to be right in this moment. <laughs> Linda rises up from inside you. It was beautiful. <laughs> so yeah, so I'll hop in and now I played the hurdle, but 
you know, mm-hmm. I'm pretty hands off. Uh, I'm a lurker. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm really glad that we have one that Marcel has a job. Whoop. Bless him. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. And thank you, Momo, for getting Marcel a job. Yes. The household appreciates you. And then what have you been up to? What are we, what are we celebrating? What are we doing? I've been so sick. And I still don't have like kind of like the solace of it being COVID because no one pities you if you're just regular sick. They have no sympathy. I feel like I don't have sympathy for COVID now, though. I have a little bit of sympathy because it's like it keeps changing. You know, it's like, oh, you know, you have a sore throat. I know what your symptoms are and I know what you're dealing with. But I'm just like, oh, like I have a sinus infection. People like kind of glaze over and they're like, why aren't you at work? You should be doing your job. Yeah. Take an ibuprofen. It's like people that have like migraines. People are like, just take an Excedrin. And so it's wait, like, you no, mean I'm you? vomiting. <laughs> yes. People who have migraines, meaning Me. Tara herself. Yeah. yeah. Or like, oh, I have a tummy ache. Well, why don't you just take a Pepto-Bismol? Your life must be so frustrating. <laughs> How many medications do you take in a day? In a day? Liquid or capsule. Wait, wait, what? I take liquid medication and then I take like capsule medication, like pills. Oh, I mean all of it. In a day. Do you think you're a pharmacy? Like if I gut you, I could just start like handing They're out. They're solids. They're I could probably- be asking people for insurance copays. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so before I was sick, mm-hmm. spiritually, physically, emotionally, my mom was here. I love her. And it was so much fun. And my favorite thing about my mom is my mom is basically almost always game. Mm-hmm. And so I have this giant catalog of New York City hidden gems oh, yes. that I've been amassing in my Google Maps. You're like curating, basically. Exactly. I have yeah. different lists mm-hmm. for different areas, different times of day. I have a successes. I have a failure, so I don't try them again. So we just were just popping off my New York City hidden gems. Amazing. We went to Willow. We went to the Eldridge Museum, nice. which is a really beautiful. It's actually, it's called the Museum on Eldridge Street. It's a really beautiful synagogue that was like refurbished. They have like stained glass. You walk in there. Mondays and Fridays are pay what you want. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, give me the senior discount. <laughs> Here's $2. Yeah. And so uh, you walk in and, you know, it's kind of like they have like a little gallery downstairs, but you walk in and it's like candles. Okay. Gorgeous. So it's like already sparkling. And mm-hmm. then you walk a little bit further in and it's like the entire ceiling opens up in this beautiful stained glass full of blue and golden stars. And like all over are all is this whole display of different menorahs from all around the world, oh. which it's like ancient menorahs from Iran and like these South American menorahs and how the way that like like Jewish heritage changes mm-hmm. as you move around the world. It's just like, it was That's so awesome. beautiful. And so it was great because my mom loves museums. Like she's the kind of person that reads all of the plates. Oh, I do so, that too. So it's like, this is the person that's going to want to do this shit with me. So we didn't get to go to the smallpox museum, which is one of the big ones that I wanted to do. That sounds like, scary. It's an abandoned smallpox hospital that's on <gasps> Roosevelt Island. Ooh. We'll go. It's very cool. Okay. But yeah, it was just like I was popping off like all of my restaurants. And then I, we got to do one of my most successful gems, I feel like, together, which was we went to the Flatiron Room mm-hmm. in Manhattan. It's a restaurant and bar. And it had kind of built itself as more of like a jazz bar, but they were doing like... It was swanky. It was very swanky. It was very spency. Like they were doing like Coldplay jazz covers. Amazing. It was so great. I was just like, this is everything I've ever wanted. Took lots of pictures and we looked glamorous. Gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. And I felt really bad because Marcel was having really bad heartburn, but he looked great. Yeah. (laughs) 
He looked great, which is really. <laughs> Forgot about the heartburn. We still have the pills like right over there. <laughs> he was not. They're out he here was... just in case. But it really like, I feel like I say this anytime I get to spend time friends mm-hmm. that I haven't seen in a while. It's like, I just like forget when, you know, when you're in like the milieu of like the day to day, what it feels like to be kind of like surrounded by someone's love for you that is not about what you can do for them mm-hmm. like I remember when I was in Hawaii when I came for Mallory's wedding mm-hmm. you know I talked to my friends back in Hawaii and I was like I just like forgot what it feels like to be with people that like don't need anything from you they yeah. just love you regardless you can just like not say anything you cannot and say anything fine. and they're like they're happy to be with you and, mm-hmm. and it was just like you forget that when you're like I have to go to work and I have to like move over on the train because like so-and-so is getting on and like now I have to make dinner and like yada 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 and like it just feels it disrupts the system it does it totally does it it was just like such a special time and like we at one point my mom was like can we just like stay at your place and like watch old videos of you stop and I was like that's so cute. And Mike, you know, made his like special cocktails like he likes oh, to yeah. do. Oh, yeah. He's like, a good bartender. Yeah. And so he was like, here's this fancy like watermelon, pomegranate, Ooh. cucumber fizz. Oh, okay. And that feels like light and refreshing. It was. I was like, I feel like this is healthy. I love that. And then we we're just like watching me on like the first day of kindergarten. Aww. And like, yeah, it was It was just like such a special time. And then my body was like, you're feeling too good. Let's you, ruin it. Well, we have to hurt this woman. Sabotage. <laughs> And that was it. Then you plummeted like for a week, right? Yeah. I'm still, Basically. I'm not well. I have to go to a wedding next weekend and I have no idea how I'm going to do it. I mean, you'll do it. I will be there. It was free flight. I'm going to go. I hope the bathroom is real nice. Because <laughs> it might be what you see in a lot of. Yeah. 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 But yeah, just like before we get into our topic for today, mm-hmm. talked a little bit about the Discord, but I also want to talk about the Patreon. Yes. So don't skip because baby witches. I need to talk to you about something. This is a big deal. Tell us. Alicia and I really need new recording equipment. True. We've been using this equipment for a long time. It's endured a lot. The cases are broken. The case is very broken. Sometimes the recorder doesn't turn on. (laughs) What we're trying to do is that we need to gain more followers because we're trying to save up money to buy better recording equipment. If Alicia and I can get better recording equipment, it's likely that we'll have one better audio that doesn't take Marcel like so many hours to edit out a bunch of extra stuff. But also, I think it'd be nice to be able to have the ability to have guests and the ability to do lots of different things. That'd be crazy. It would be amazing. Yeah. Like we, because we can only afford two microphones, like it's, it doesn't work with our current setup. So with Patreon, you get 61 extra bonus episodes. 61 is kind of a stupid amount. For $5 a month. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. So last week's was about the wild hunt. Next week is one of my new passion projects, which is the conspiracy of the Minerva owl. (gasps) Ooh. And we get into some like nasty, yucky, like Alex Jones territory. Ooh. It's like my whole fucking sphere. Oh my God. Like you, you thought that the FBI was using astrology to like take over countries was wild. Get ready. Oh no. Tara's on her fucking high horse. Oh no. So yeah, Alicia and I need new recording equipment. It would be very helpful if you could help us. We would appreciate it. Hang out at the Patreon. Do it. And you get to ask questions about the episodes and shit. Like it's cool. It's really fun. Yeah. All right, Tara, what are we talking about today? Well, today we're talking about past lives. But before we get to that, I want to have a message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Blessed Bee Magic. Oh, Blessed Bee Magic creates discreet, beautiful talisman jewelry for baby witches crafted to remind you of your magic. 
With over 700 five-star reviews, they ship worldwide with fast and free shipping within the U.S. We have attested to this. It Ooh. happened to me. Yes. It happened to you. It happened to me. They just dropped a new set of Lilith Sigil mini pendants. Now, baby witches, medieval legend says... Witches, like you and me, descend from Lilith herself, the world's first feminist created as Adam's equal as his first wife. So rejoice, rejoice in your femininity and witchy power with this Lilith sigil mini pendant necklace. And of course you can wear that in this life or any life. Da-da-n-shu. Past lives. <laughs> Blessed Be Magic offers tasteful witchy designs, budget-friendly prices, and a discount code just for witch, yes, baby witches, which means... That's you. Use code WITCHYES15 for 15% off all full-price talisman jewelry at blessedbemagic.com. And that's magic with a CK. A wink. Oh, deja vu, which is one of the symptoms, symptoms basically. of having a past life and also having an ad break. Oh, my goodness. So I feel like past life was your idea. How did we get here? Why did we choose this? Why are we here? Well, okay. So set the stage. Past lives. I am very interested in past lives because I feel like every time I go to a psychic, they talk about my past lives. And I'm like, no, the life I want to know about is this one. This one. This one's (laughs) impacting me right now. Also, I think that with astrology, a lot of times when you're talking about the nodes – you are talking about like what you're meant to learn in this life and what you've learned in your past life. And so I was sort of like, okay, there's a certain aspect of astrology where you might have to accept the existence of past lives. And so what does that mean for me? Mm -hmm. And me now, me now. Because this is not me I care about. This is the one (laughs) that I'm really concerned about. So reincarnation is one of the many theories of what the whole afterlife situation is once you eat one too many chili cheese fries and kick the bucket. Instead of going on to an after party of bliss and horror, you might just get sucked right back down to earth to experience a whole new life, either human to human, human to Pomeranian, Pomeranian to human. Pomeranian to ghost? Pomeranian to perhaps a little grasshopper. Oh, I love that. A grasshopper to U.S. politician. Oh, that's quite a leap. To overlord of the free world. Wow. (laughs) Penguin to overlord, like, Wow. Exactly. Those little tuxedos. The word reincarnation is derived from the Latin words re, meaning again. Yep. I learned that in class. I learned that in Latin class. Rerun, uh, repeat, and then incarnate. Am I saying that correctly? I think so. Meaning to make flesh. So it's basically like to make flesh once more. Ooh. Return to the flesh. Ooh, that's a horror film. A lot of different religions and spiritual beliefs structure their life-death metaverse around reincarnation. That's Buddhism, Hinduism, Sikhism, and your aunt who loves toe socks and identifies as like spiritual but n- not religious. Love that. Your goal for this life might be to eventually exit the reincarnation cycle, or it might be to enjoy the ride until the universe destroys itself. But for some, their goal, while living in this big, beautiful body now, is to figure out who they were last time, like in the last life, like in the past life. That's kind of wild there's been a lot of studies on the concept of past life memories and past life regression so i just want to give you guys some statistics i got from the comprehensive study done by the research center in spirituality and health school of medicine universidad federal de huiz de flora fora fora 
Listen, my Duolingo is not good. And Division of Perceptual Studies, University of Virginia Health. What? Why did that get so complicated? I, I think <laughs> I think they were like, let's do a cross-cultural exchange. Oh, okay. There's a collaboration. Yes, a Colombian collaboration. Got it. This was really interesting to me. Children are the largest demographic of those who claim to hold past life memories or what they call PLM. For sure. They make up 84% of those subjects who have been studied and usually start to make statements about their past lives around 35 months. So that's about three years old. So when they're like talking. Yeah, they're walking, they're and talking. having ideas. Yeah. yeah. They've seen enough movies where past lives happen <laughs> that they start talking about it. No, then, no, 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 no. So to give you baby witches some perspective, children will start talking around 12 to 18 months, but they'll really start constructing coherent sentences between two and three. So it's not just like, wah, wah mama it's like mama why you why you vote the way you do mama wah 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 like that <laughs> mama can i please have some wah wah to dry off my hot hot face oh yes child <laughs> whatever you want darling whatever you want little donovan so 75 percent of these kids will describe the way that they died and over a third of them will display some kind of phobia related to their death so it's like <gasps> oh, I died in water, so now I'm afraid of water. Oh, I died in a fire, so I'm afraid of, like, fire, fire bad. Oh, my gosh. What if you die naturally? Afraid of everything. I'm afraid of old people. Oh, okay. 20% of them will make statements about a kind of, like, intermission period or an interval between two lives, which on average they claim lasts about 16 months. So it's kind of like this in-between area. Ooh. Not heaven, not hell. It's like a cue line before you go into the next life. Like a fluid, not scary purgatory. Yeah, it's like a purgatory. Yeah. These kids might display skills they couldn't possibly have learned in their life, birthmarks or birth defects that they say relate to their previous life, statements about their previous name or names of other people that they would have like no way of knowing. And then having kind of like unusually accurate knowledge of places they've never been. So it's not just like, that's the Leaning Tower of Pisa. It's like, I know this secret room that the Da Vinci Code has elaborated for me to find in the Leaning Tower of Pisa. Oh, they're like spouting out people's social security numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah, the 545. <laughs> they're like, investigate 9-11. You were born in 2016. <laughs> Roughly 75% of the people studied who claim to have past life memories come from Asia. Part of this could be that there is an existing cultural belief in Asia. There's Buddhism, Hinduism, and your Aunt Lori, who insists that you call her Sister Saraswati, all got their start in Asia. But it could also be that there's more interest in research in this subject in Asia as well. I'm not really sure why that is. Well, I wonder if kids in other places, their parents are like, okay, whatever. Mm -hmm. And kids in Asia, since reincarnation is like a socially acceptable construct, mm -hmm. they're like, oh. Let's take note of that. Yeah. Oh, this is important information. Instead, Instead of, of like, no, mommy's trying to cook dinner. Do you want to fucking eat? Because I'm ripping my hair out right now. <laughs> I don't care who you were before. Yeah. You little, fucking liar. You're little Trillium right now, and little Trillium needs to go potty and wash <laughs> her hands before we eat this mac and cheese. Yeah, maybe that's why. That makes a lot of sense. That's a really good point. Thank you. Statistically, the past life memory seems to fade around nine years old. Because no one's listening to these kids. No, I'll just fucking forget it, I guess. <laughs> forget me. Fuck me. I don't know anything. There are a few competing ideas about how the reincarnation process works, but in general, this is how people seem to view the process. First, you die. Oof. Oh. It's a biggie. Let's take a second. Maybe you get stung by one too many bees or your cheating husband throws you off a cruise ship in the fit of passion. But regardless, it's D-Day, baby. 
Why does my cheating husband have to throw me off? Well, because you found out that he was seeing Lori. I mean, Sarah, sister Sarah Spotsy. <laughs> and she gives really good head. Bummer. Some subjects describe having an out-of-body experience where they see themselves from above, unable to interact with those around them. So if you've ever seen Yu Yu Hakusho, I imagine it's a lot like episode one. Overall, there seemed to be a sensation of being called away. That can either be from a white light, a tunnel, a guide, a loved one, etc. You may even be asked if you're ready to die, only moving on if you answer in the affirmative. And then if you, you know, say, no, I'm not ready to go, people will call that a near-death experience because you return to your body. An NDE. And what? It's called an NDE. I watched the OA, so I know everything about this now. Oh, really? Dimensions, past life, I, I know it all. You got You got I got secret I'm knowledge so, stored up in here. I got secret knowledge. Wait till my part. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till the purple lettering in the Google Doc. Okay. So then there's a second step called healing. Now, this step isn't universal, but some people talk about the feeling of having their cord cut from their earthly body and being engulfed in a healing light that washes over them, cleaning them of their previous life attachments. So you get a little bath. I love scrub, that. I love a good bath. A cleanse. With a like massage. a bath bomb. Yeah. Rose. Just like lavender. a book and a glass <laughs> of wine candles and they're like remember your shitty ex-boyfriend joe doesn't matter gone (laughs) and you're like i never will remember him again (laughs) i've healed i love that this step can also include what's called a review where your soul meets up with a guide to go over and heal from your past life so let's say maybe you've got a couple pimples from your past life they're like we're gonna clean those all up for you so this step also allows your soul time to decide on your next step so do you want to be a little lad from Yorkshire or a ladybug to learn the lesson of impermanence. Like, what does your soul need in this moment? I wonder how you make that decision. I don't know. I'm sure it's like you just weigh your options. You're like, what we got? You watch a slideshow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, some people talked about like, we'll we'll talk about this in a minute, but it's kind of like as you're mulling over your process, like you know what you're getting into. Mm -hmm. so there's a third step called reunion your soul may also reunite with its soul family so these are souls that you've interacted with in the past and may not necessarily be like grandpapa you know or something like that but it's like the soul that inhabited your grandpapa and your grandpapa's in all the other lifetimes that you've lived or something like that so we're gonna see each other in a little bath a little soul bath yeah 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 but you're like your true form yeah yeah an angel a hottie a 10 a chicken (laughs) i am just a chicken in true form now in several spiritual belief systems the process of reincarnation involves a lot of agency you choose to leave your life you pass on you choose to re-enter the regeneration cycle and you choose what life you will live next so this is a life selection process there's not a lot of smoke and mirrors in this step so nothing is kept from you the idea is that you accept all of the challenges and hardships in your next life before you've even lived it you can't even be like Mm, rich on a yacht. Let's just have some nice things going for this person. Well, maybe it's like, okay, I'm going to be rich and on a yacht, but I know in my next life, while being those things, I will also commit heinous acts against women and I will likely, you know... Get caught. Get caught and have to spend all these years in prison. So you have to choose challenges. We can't just have a fun time. I don't know how your options are sort of displayed to you. I don't know if you get to choose from the whole selection at the, at the jukebox, or if it's Mm -hmm. like, here's your three pamphlets. They um, provide three manila envelopes. Choose. I see. Your starter. Oh, wow. 
So you don't even know what you're getting into. No, no, no. no it's you, like you, oh, you, you do oh, know. You do know. You go through them you all. Is it the Charmander, the Bulbasaur, or yeah. the Squirrel? Yeah. Or if it's like, bitch, you want Mewtwo, you can have Mewtwo. Damn, that's a lot of power. So this does feel like a little victim blamey to me, to be honest. Like, I feel like there is an opportunity for someone to be like, well, you reincarnated and you chose this life. So, like, why are you complaining or feeling bad about, like, the hardships in your life? Because you chose this life. Mm -hmm. I do think there's an opportunity for some, like, nasty business there. But I accept it because right now we're moving on to preparation. Oh, you got to get squeaky clean. You got to get moisturized. The little facials. Yes. Okay, before you go and flush yourself back down the tube to hell on earth, your soul may meet up with a couple guides or souls you plan to meet in the future. It's like, I'll meet you at the diner at age 21 and and I'll kill you or something like I don't know probably not that we'll kiss and bachelor party yes exactly so you may agree to meet up when the time is right or your guide may implant triggers into your perception that will make you feel called to make certain decisions where it's like you talk to your guide you say I want to see Mount Everest but like when you're a little baby you don't have like that kind of implanted in you so they'll like no you look out the window I want to see it when these little legs start working I'm going to go see Mount Everest. Right. So it's like when your your little legs start working, your mom buys you zoo books. And then your guide implants like a little microchip in your brain that says when you see the goat zoo book that talks about how they can walk up those mountains, you'll be like, mm-hmm. oh, I love mountains. And then you'll be <gasps> reminded of your one true goal. That's crazy. To see Mount Everest. I mean, I hope you have a better goal than that. <laughs> you died and came back just to see a mountain? I don't know. I mean, just drive over there. And then what? Now you've achieved your goal. And now you can die happy. Wow. And then, goo goo gaga, you were born. So once you were a little Tiffany, and now you're a little Sebastian. What are you going to learn in this life? It could be anything. That's crazy. Hopefully Mount Everest. Hopefully Mount Everest, because that's an easy lesson to learn. I've been talking about these religious structures that incorporate reincarnation. So let's get into some of their perspectives. First off, let's talk about the Jewish perspective on reincarnation. As it has been explained to me, Kabbalah cannot be separated from Judaism. Full stop. This is exact text. When I texted Mallory and Joey, they were like, do not be taking this out of this framework. Got it. Because it cannot exist. All right. No jokes here. This is all serious. And here's what it says about the soul. Kabbalah says, one, there are no new souls. We are all dusty and old. I got shit to say about that. We are all just a bunch of dusty old souls working through a bunch of dusty old problems left over from all of our other past lives. Some posit this might be why things are so complex now and continue to get more complex because the world is dealing with a bunch of old, old trauma from living so many times in a row. In the Kabbalah, the soul is divided into five pieces. Two stay up in the higher realms and three come down with us and party on earth. Hey. And those five pieces are further divided into five more pieces. So we're working with a full party pizza of 25 skinny ass pieces. Ooh, they're like uh, rectangles. They are. Yeah, it's like, I love that though. Tavern style pizza. Yeah. Little I mean, tiny it's squares. It's the best way to do it. The goal of your soul as it reincarnates is to grow closer to perfection, which is not easy. It is very hard. Because it's so hard, they give us a thousand lifetimes to try. And, and after that, in times, over. we mess it up. This is sort of interesting. I read this on a, in a couple of different places, but I'm not 100% sure how humorous it was. But the idea is that like, oh, 
I have a thousand lifetimes to perfect my soul. So this time I'm just going to like party it up or whatever. And well, it's your last time. Well, basically they say if you do that, you get one more time after that. This is not a playing around situation. But you do get another chance. You, you get, get a one chance. more chance and I hope you remember <laughs> that you want to go to Mount Everest. Some Jewish scholars say that we should be really careful about the way that we talk about reincarnation and transmigration in relationship to Judaism because the Talmud doesn't mention it at all. This mm. is something totally separate about Jewish lore, which means it might be from somewhere else. Oh. Some scholars speculate that it's perhaps an addition from Greece or Hindu influence. Interesting. Plus, here's the deal. Kabbalah is a huge body of work. And while some of it has been translated, the idea is that you are guided via a teacher. It's not like you're just going to like go on some blog post or listen to like two fucking idiots on a podcast. Like, it's not that easy. It's not that easy. The idea is that you have to be sort of taught in order to fully understand and integrate this into your life. The Buddhist perspective. It's wild to try and dictate a Buddhist perspective on reincarnation when there are so many different branches of Buddhism, like there are so many different branches of any religion. In Buddhism, the ideal, quote, self is an illusion. It's all an illusion. It's all just filler and filters and Botox. That makes sense. Don't pay attention to it. Don't look too closely. Do not pay attention to the woman behind the podcast. Even the soul is an illusion because nothing is permanent. Everything is in flux. Some scholars say it's better to say that your energy is recycled rather than your soul is reborn in Buddhism. Existence, all of this shit, is a cycle of death and rebirth called samsara. And the point of this infinite merry-go-round is to escape samsara via enlightenment or nirvana. And once you've reached nirvana, you don't have to fucking do this shit anymore. What do you do instead? It depends. Either you say, oh, I'm so holy... I'm going to help other earthlings reach nirvana and become a bodhisattva. Or once you reach nirvana, you become a Buddha. And then you're like an enlightened being. But you're not a god because there are I'll no gods. I'm right? Excited. I'm mm -hmm. tired. I just want to sit. But I have to tell you, bodhisattvas, they get jewelry and gems. Oh, really? Buddhas, no jewelry and gems. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. All right, all right. That's how I'll I felt. I'll consider. I'll consider. That's how I felt. So let's talk about the Wiccan perspective. All so right. Wicca and other earth-based religions seem to look at the world around them and say, huh, the sun comes up and the sun goes down. Okay, great, so far. And I can count on the sun coming up after that. And when the summer ends, we know that after three other seasons, summer are going to come back again. So the earth rotates around the sun, the Milky Way rotates around the galactic center, so why wouldn't our process of life and death and consciousness also be a recurrent system? Fucking mic drop, dude. Right? As above, so below, bitch. I've never heard anything make more sense. The rules for reincarnation itself vary from practitioner to practitioner. The idea is that possibly there's a spiritual pecking order. You know, it's like you go up a system, you start low. Ladders, snakes and ladders, baby. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Some people believe that like, you know, you can transition or transmigrate from a human to an animal or that within species it's a closed system so you can only go human to human and cats go cats to cats collecting karma means that you'll have a better life in the next time some people believe like this is all about good works mm -hmm. and some people believe that like there's no relationship between how you act in this life and the next well, life that's frustrating i hope there's a relationship all this hard work i'm doing i'm a very good girl okay let it be noted <laughs> And then there's kind of like this idea that like to act as a foil to that, there's kind of this idea that everything is random. So it's just kind of a big wheel of fate. You spin the wheel, you get $10,000 
Alex Trebek says, woohoo, you get a car. And then you're a little Sebastian again. I love that. So we saw Chrissy the Crystal Indigo, remember? Correct. I mentioned that at the beginning of this episode. She takes one look at Marcel. Uh-oh. And she says he's a golden child. <gasps> Meaning this is like his first time, his soul being on the earth. He's And new. that's why he's so new and precious. He's a new kid on the block. New yeah. kid in school. Did she look at you? No. Why won't she look at you? I came from working out. I hadn't showered. I wasn't up for it. I was wearing my nightgown. She knew I wasn't up for it. She was like, <laughs> we're not playing this game. She was like, if this bitch wants to know, she's got to pay me. And I was like, I'll pay her. Wasn't it? It was kind of spensy too. Was it was it? like 160 That's so much money. We're going to do it. I'm kind of obsessed now. Like after doing research for this episode, I'm like, I really want to know. Birthdays? Birthday. 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 Go to Greece. Go Birthday. to Greece. <laughs> There's also this Wiccan belief that reincarnation expands to all living things. So this means that things on other planets are also living things. Oh. And so it's not just like Earth That would specific. mess up my vibe, honestly. <laughs> okay. If I popped off at another planet, I'd be like, what the fuck I don't know am how I doing to, here? I don't know how to talk to these people. I don't know how to relate to these people. I'm so good at reading people. I... <laughs> Left is right and up is down. And then there's a belief that the soul can choose not to reincarnate, but instead stay on Earth forever as a little spooky ghost. I love this. Just caught in between reincarnation cycles. I've got unfinished business. But what a lot of people seem to agree is that the soul doesn't like pop out and pop right back into another life like the Mario Brothers. It needs time to rest between lives. And in that in-between is where it rejuvenates and prepares for its next life. And some people call this Summerland. And I would like to talk to you about Summerland. Oh, tell me. I was reading this book. Mm -hmm. And by reading this book, I mean... Listening to this Listening book. Listening to mm-hmm. this book. I know. Best friends. I'm here. I'm here. Tara doesn't read. YouTube videos and Audible only. So I was I was reading this book called The Witch of Lime Street, which I talked about before. Yes. And it talked about the relationship between Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and what's his name? The Grand Sherlock Holmes. No. The Grand Magician. Oh uh, uh He breaks out of stuff. Ooh. Ooh, I'm so vulnerable. No, what's his fucking name? Not, it's um, Houdini, Harry Houdini. Houdini. I was going to say Constantinople. <laughs> That's a place? That is, it's not even a place anymore. He wasn't even, he didn't go there. <laughs> so in this, they talk about Summerland. And they talk about the concept of Summerland as like a kind of heaven where like it's an equivalent to this world where there's like spirit tobacco and spirit... Oh prostitutes and spirit interesting heaven yeah right it's like everything there's an equivalent to everything within the spirit world all right all right what about just like friendship and compassion (laughs) no no Uh, spirit strippers only spirit sheen (laughs) spirit h&m spirit sweatshops got it got it it's basically like another earth and in this book they talk about how the spiritualist the medium comes to sir arthur conan doyle with this new information that his son is in Summerland. This spirit medium comes up with Summerland. And it was really frustrating to read this book and hear that Summerland is like this like Wiccan pagan thing because it was made up by a spirit medium in the United States in like Mm. 1879. Mm. Too recent. And it was like really kind of crystallized like how hard it is to do like research for this podcast Mm -hmm. because people will just like latch onto a thing and be like, this is the word. This is ancient. Yeah. And it frustrated me. So much. I can understand that. It's also kind of like, what else are we putting our seedy little hands into? Like, are these like capitalist ideas on like reincarnation? Exactly. Because you don't need a spirit cigar. 
You probably don't even need a spirit prostitute. No. Do you even have spirit money to tip the spirit prostitute? I don't even know. Why is she working? She should be a spirit sex worker because it is 2022. Yes. Correct vocabulary matters in the spirit world. Yes. And so Mm -hmm. I just want to say if you believe in Summerland or the concept of Summerland, fuck you. It's fine. (laughs) And you live your life. It was just like, I felt. It's disheartening. Got, I felt gotcha'd. Yeah. I felt super gotcha'd. Yeah, that makes sense. I felt tamagotchied. Yeah. They put me in a little capsule and they got me. And they're going to make me fight other tamagotchis. It's such a sad life. What if those were the spirits? Spirit gotchis. <gasps> oh my God, yokais. Are yokais. Just little, little spirit gotchis. <laughs> ah! Everything's connected. Yeah, that's kind of a bummer. I can see that. Yeah. I dig the like just, you know, taking a nice bath and choosing my next option kind of thing. Yeah. I felt like that sounded nice. I didn't need a spirit cigar or a spirit sex worker to make that a better experience for me. I think it was also kind of like there's so much within contemporary neo-paganism that is about reclaiming something that has been lost for thousands of years Mm -hmm. that like there is going to be a little like lip gloss on it you know like artificiality there's gonna be a little uh splenda Mm -hmm. on top of all of it a little instagram filter yeah that makes sense and so i try to leave space for that but it hurts but it hurts when i'm like i know exactly where this comes from this is not ancient this is not religious oh bummer that is a bummer but okay i think an important question so everyone's walking around and some of us could be golden childs like marcel Mm -hmm. and some of us probably most of us have just been doing this past life thing for so long. Oh, the grind. Just over and over. The hustle, the grind, hashtag no days off, you know? <laughs> no. Over and over and over again. And you're sitting there and you're like, why the fuck don't I remember anything? Mm-hmm. So when you reincarnate into a new body and life, you get what is called a veil. And a veil just means that memories from your past lives are just wiped clean, like what you talked about. You're sitting in that little bath, you get your veil, like it's your wedding day. Or your husband's funeral. Either one. Rip. Some argue this is why we can't recall where we were before birth or where we go after death. So you're just like in this in-between. You don't remember the womb. You just like, you know. We simply come into life with a completely blank slate so we can fulfill our destinies and live out our karma. So a lot of it's very karma-based is what I've been reading. Very like, check yes, yes, yes. Check no, check no. Yeah. Steer the course. And if we are aware of what happened before, we would just be stuck in those same lives. So that's another reason why we don't remember anything because we'd just be trying to repeat the things or trying to super connect Mm -hmm. with that life that's not even your life anymore. So why are you wasting time on it? Or get my revenge. Exactly. There are a couple ways you can access your past life. And so you can do one or all of them. And we're going to go step by step, baby. And you're going to know everything you need to know. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Here we go. I'm a little scared. We're going to do hypnotherapy. What if I'm not an Indian princess? (laughs) Well, you will find out. Now, you might not find out. It depends how many lives you have. Because some of them are going to be more dull than other lives, so they're not going to reach out to you as much. Mm-hmm. But hypnotherapy for past lives is synonymous with the phrase past life regression. For this, you'll find a hypnotherapy professional, such as, you know, a medical practitioner. You're looking for someone with medical experience. A doctor, I would say. A doctor or something. If you do hypnotherapy, you most likely will have a goal in mind. Is there a trauma or trigger in your life that you're trying to get through? 
Many people believe that this problem can be sourced through a past life, and by addressing the event that happened in the past life, then you can address the problem in your current life. Probably all your medical maladies. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it's like residuals, right? Yeah. I, like, that makes a lot of sense to me. And just because you don't remember your trauma doesn't mean that it, like, it doesn't still affect you, right? And it could depend, like, how vast it was to you back then. Mm -hmm. Could be, like, why some part of it's weighing you down now. You can discuss ahead of time with your hypnotherapist what your goals are for the session and what questions you'd want answered throughout the past life regression. Once the practitioner has you hypnotized, they'll ask you a series of suggestive questions to promote your recall of memories. Despite being hypnotized, you'll remember everything you say. And if anything, you're just in a deep state of relaxation where you can begin unlocking answers. It's like opening your unconscious and like the word vomit coming out. Mm -hmm. Some people like even talk about themselves in third person during this time. Oh, that's so crazy. Oh, she's done this or she needs to remember this. Or she needs to find this goal. Oh my God. Or she needs to kill this president. <laughs> <laughs> the goal during this is for you to connect to a past life and expand upon that consciousness to find comfort and help in your current state of being. Remember for this one, therapy is in the word hypnotherapy. You're not really doing it to chat up a past life or discover the unconscious secrets that you've been hiding from yourself. You're here to find ways to make yourself better right now. There was a guy who kept popping up as a hypnotherapist, Dr. Brian Weiss, and he calls those who do past life regressions but don't have any need for therapy past life tourists. So do you want to be a tourist? And you might want to be a tourist. I want to go on vacation. But it'd be more helpful if you had a reason to do it, you know? Yeah, fair, fair, fair. You can also do a past life reading. A past life reading requires going to a local psychic and having them tap into their psychic abilities to tell you about your past lives. If you're interested in doing this, you should go in, not with the intention of healing your current state like in hypnotherapy, because they're a psychic, not a doctor. Come on. <laughs> but you should go in for the pursuit of knowledge. You can make yourself better, but we're not going to heal your anxiety, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can find some kind of answer, but we're not going to find, like, the key to unlock the door. And maybe it'll resonate with a pattern or behavior that you have going on now, but maybe it won't. So you're just here to explore. When you go to a psychic, they will use all their senses to connect with you. The psychic may see images, symbols, words. They may smell something that connects to your Ooh, past life. It's Dove. It's just B.O. <laughs> it's, it's just a spicy lunch I had. Mm -mm. Or they could even just feel the age of a person how they passed on, or even like someone's illness. With this kind of reading, your psychic will be able to tell you details about a past life and maybe, maybe even a name. Usually it won't get more specific than that unless you were a super famous figure in a past life, which leads us to the Patreon question. Which is my favorite question, well, my second favorite question that's ever been asked. Why is everyone Cleopatra in their past life? <laughs> Why are they? Why? Because she's cool. Mm -hmm. she's hot, mm -hmm. and she's powerful. Do you have an actual answer to this? Ish, ish. Okay, I have a theory about this. Oh, you have a theory? Say this your is theory first. This is entirely, I'm not a Jewish person, Ooh. but part of the Kabbalah is, is that if you fail your soul test and do not better yourself, your soul gets shattered and sort of raindropped into a 25 other souls. And so this is my theory. That was ish kind of what I was going to go Shit, for, actually. Sorry, no, sorry. that was great. Okay, okay. But I didn't know about that theory. Like, that's very cool. I'm just saying, like, the easy answer is you probably were not Cleopatra. One. <laughs> yeah. 
That's it. You're not special, baby. You're not that special. If one person's soul or consciousness can only be one person, then it makes sense that only one living person right now would be able to say they're a Cleopatra in a past life. But that does bring us to the addendum that Tara just brought up. There is a possibility that consciousness could be combined and separated into new people. So what if you're in that bath with someone else? And you're both getting squeaky clean together and it's a little bit of you, it's a little bit of me and yeah. beep, 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 you know? Oh, yeah, it's a full Turkish, it's a full Japanese onsen. There's a bunch of, there's 12 elderly nasty men with man boobs hanging out. That's it. So if Cleopatra's consciousness or soul mixed with someone else in one of the long spears of time since she's been dead and dead and dead and dead and dead, mm -hmm. then maybe there could be several Cleopatra past lives lurking about. She is mischievous. And I feel like if she could find a way to make her soul leech into thousands and thousands of other souls, why she not? would do it. Yeah, why not? She rolled herself up in a carpet. Yeah, I mean, live a little. Yeah. It's fun. But mostly baby witch, this person probably just wants to feel important and they're not. So that's why they're saying they're Cleopatra in a past life and just let them have it because it just seems like they don't have anything else. You know? <laughs> She's like, why, why rain on someone's parade? Yeah. They work in HR. It's their delusion. Why do you have to infringe upon it, you know? Let them be. Let your Auntie Lori have fun. That's all she wants. She's going through a really hard divorce. She's just very quirky. Okay? <laughs> it's fine. She means no harm. Another way to access your past lives is the Akashic Records. This is for the sci-fi fans out there. The Akashic Records is otherwise known as the Eighth Dimension which is the dimension that connects the mind, emotional, and physical consciousness. The Akashic Records holds every thought, emotion, word, event, and intent from the past, present, and future, all in this one dimension. It's like an avatar when they go down into the library and there's the big owl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're like, ah, Sam. <laughs> Except the future, too. But yes. Yeah. It originated from ancient Sanskrit texts, and it's believed that you can view your own Akashic records through enlightenment. These records have access to all of your lifetimes and future possibilities, so this is some big shit. This is too much. This is too much. To access the Akashic records, you will need the help of either a psychic or some type of yogi who works in this realm. Some will say a prayer to create an energetic pathway to the records which you can kind of visualize as a library kind of like what tara said you can have a big owl in it or not like that's your choice any sort of large fowl yeah <laughs> a chicken a turkey goose. A goose. What, was it? what was from your um a duck oh i love a good from duck. from your uh <gasps> my dreams you're are you dreaming about ducks oh no i'm not dreaming but i was supposed to dream you were about supposed ducks. to dream about ducks still haven't so it could be that Thing I said. Maybe I was just a duck in a past life, and that's why all my dreams are so confusing. The prayer lifts your own energy higher to get it to a point where you can access the records. Some people's records are easier to open than others, and it usually depends on how open someone is to their own energy. Having an Akashic Records reading can gently remove the blinders you have on in your own life and remind you of your soul-level truth, who you really are, the duck inside of you, not who you became due to family and or societal pressure. Not what has shaped you in this life, but mm -hmm. who you are in the soul. An artist. A musician. A dreamer. Just a dreamer. A romantic. A I'm poet. <laughs> poet who knows it, baby. <laughs>
If you're doing an Akashic Record reading, it is best to come with questions, but have the flexibility to abandon those questions and just go for the ride. And this is the last way you can access your past life, and it's by doing it at home. I love this. I know. Easy, free, love it. I don't have to put on shoes? No, not at all. In fact, take them off. Get comfy. You're on the bed. You're comfy. Take off your outside clothes. This will definitely take a lot of practice. It sounds easy, but as we know, most shit isn't actually easy at all. Most shit takes work, and that's what sucks about being alive. (laughs) Connecting with your past self through meditation sort of feels like astral projecting, honestly. You'll want to make your room comfortable, make sure the temperature is just right for you, that it's not too loud or distracting where you're trying to do this, and make sure your phone doesn't go off in the middle. Like, fucking turn it off for a second, you know? Then you can either sit or recline and relax your mind. This is exactly like meditating. You're looking to find a mental space of calm, of peace, of hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. Once your mind is relaxed, relax your body. Either lie down in that bed or just make sure your limbs feel loose and goose and at ease. Both of these things seem hard things for me. I know. I'm like, I'm wound up. This does not sound like something you can do three coffees and one wine in. No. No, not at all. Then close your eyes and imagine a white, enveloping light all around you. See it in your mind's eye, shining on your feet, your legs, your knees, your thighs, your little cooch, your torso. You know, it's going all the way up to the top of your head. Mm-hmm. Marcel, put some, uh, some nice wave sounds in here. Your cooch. Your armpits, your fat armpits. Your testicles. Why are they so high? <laughs> How do they get above your armpits? (laughs) This white light is protecting you from all negative influences. Feel its warmth and invite it to wash over you. Concentrate on making this light more powerful and comforting. Then imagine yourself in a long hallway with a large door at the end. See this hallway in as much detail as you can, whatever comes to mind. What's your hallway look like? I don't know. I have to do the thing. Well, tell me now. What does the hallway look like? Long. Okay. With a door at the end. With a door at the end. Would assume there's carpet? Yeah, me Because I don't want to hear... No, because I'm, I think I'm going to be barefoot. Yeah. And I don't want to walk on something hard. I would rather walk on carpet. Okay, what do the walls look like? They're just tall. They're really tall? Yeah. That's in- how. So is it a narrow hallway or... Oh, I'm thinking kind of... Not narrow, narrow, like I'm... But not like huge. But really tall. But really tall. Is it like you're not climbing out? How is the lighting? There's one direction to go. Right. How's the lighting? It's lit well enough, but there's no fucking lamps. She's getting real defensive. I don't know where these lights are coming from. <laughs> where is the light source? Mm-hmm. Are there pictures? Is there wallpaper? Is it stone? I think I was thinking pictures at first. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Are your walls tall or short? My walls is it are a hedge? short. Like you're jumping over. For me, it's like super domestic. And it might be hardwood floors with a runner carpet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, just like super domestic. Short, not like super crazy tall, like popcorn ceiling. Oh. Yeah, there better be no popcorn ceiling in my hallway. That's Asbestos all I gotta say. in my Akashic Records? No, thank you. No, thank you. You're going to walk down the hallway. It's a long way to go. Don't run. And walk. you got to open the door. Oh, brave. Then welcome the first image you see. It may be a color, a texture, a person. Just watch it and allow it to undergo its natural transformations. 
Trust that this is a past life memory, even if it doesn't make sense to you. This is not the time to start downing yourself or you're going to pop yourself out of this. Just allow the visions to soak over you and don't be too judgmental of what you see. And that's it, bitch. Like, usually the visions will run their course or the analytical part of your brain will start connecting the dots and override your imagination. Once you wake up, write down what you've seen and allow yourself to analyze it further. And if you're wondering if you've ever had a past life before. Oh, I'm wondering. Because we have these golden childs. We have these dirty, dusty antiques. Listen, somebody somewhere will really appreciate putting us on a mantle. That's true. Like our ashes? Like No, like we're like a little... Like a picture frame? Like um, like some kind of antique doll. Oh. A music box. I was thinking an urn. Yeah, I know you were. I know, my humor's dark. <laughs> I don't think it's a problem, but I think if I raise children, it's going to be like the fucking Adams family all the time, yeah. you know? Here's some signs that you've lived a past life. Deja vu and unusual memories. Daryl's <laughs> like, I got it all. This makes sense. Deja vu. You feel like you've fucking been here before. It's because you have. All right? <laughs> Unusual memories. Those memories aren't yours. So whose are they? I cannot trust my own mind. You have an affinity for unfamiliar cultures. I love the Japanese. God, what? <laughs> Do you consider yourself like a Francophile, but you're not French and you've never even gone to France, but you're just like obsessed with it and the culture? That could be because you had a past life there. I love Amelie. <laughs> I, put, those, put those little fingers in those lentils, bitch. I too was a garden gnome <laughs> one time. If you are innately called to a specific place or culture, even though you weren't raised in that culture, that could just be your past life talking through you. It might have really like struck a chord within you. I love quesadillas. That much though? No, I can't. Yeah, Take that. I was that. Like, I'm so sorry. That's a lie. I was like, what are you even fucking eating in quesadilla? I love creme brulee. No, I you don't. What's the one with the coffee? Oh, I love tiramisu. You love tiramisu. That I one I do believe. love tiramisu. There we go. I was like, don't fucking find the audience bullshit. Like, be honest with them at least. They're listening <laughs> to us. This is like, what, 35 minutes in right now? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, we're, they're holding our hands. <laughs> we're helping them through this. All right. You have uncontrollable habits or inexplicable pain. So check for Tara. It is believed by reincarnators that passions, uncontrollable habits, and lifelong inexplicable pain may be due from a past life. With pain, it is believed that these may be manifestations of sufferings you had prior in life. So I was stabbed in the gut. And the head. Everywhere, apparently. Everywhere. (laughs) Doctors now can't help you. Doctors then couldn't help you. No, they couldn't. They really have no idea. Uh, You know what? Here's my new theory. Yeah. I'm St. Sebastian. He got hit with arrows all over his body. Oh, maybe. I'm making it the St. Sebastian pose from the painting. Uh, it was very beautiful. Oh, it moves. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Owie. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Her bedtime's like nine, so we're like getting up there, you guys. Or you have birthmarks, which I'm I like, a lot two. of people have birthmarks. I have two. How many do you have? From birth? Yeah, birthmarks. I don't know. Where are they? Do you know? Do you have any? Wait, wait, no, that's not true. I have four. I don't know who of these are from birth. Well, no, they're like, they're not like, they're like funny colors. No, but some can be moles. Really? Yeah, you can have moles when you're born. You can have a baby born with a little beauty mark, Mm -hmm. like she's Marilyn Monroe. Mm -hmm. Remember, remember? Listen, I have a two glasses of wine. I like that. (laughs) It sounded really cute. This one I thought was the craziest 
and most interesting of them all. It is believed that some birthmarks may be actual physical evidence of something that happened to you in a past life. A lot of the theories say that these birthmarks may even hint at how you died in a previous lifetime. As an example, a psychiatrist in the 1960s wrote a case study about a young boy from India who claimed to remember the life of a man named Maharam. The boy claimed that Maharam had been killed by a shotgun wound to the chest. The boy also had a series of birthmarks on his chest that looked like they could correspond to injuries suffered by a gunshot blast. The psychiatrist found out that there was indeed a man named Maharam. Get the fuck out. Who had been killed. No. By a shotgun blast to the chest. That's fucking crazy. Maharam's autopsy report also showed that his injuries perfectly corresponded to the boy's birthmarks. It's crazy. And I actually think, because I saw a whole, whole fucking spiel about different ways you could have died in a past life and like what kind of birthmark that would be. Mm-hmm. So I think that'd be a fun Patreon oh, mini so to go into. Idea. Wait, but you get deja vu a lot and you also have inexplicable pain. You have tummy pain. I feel like I am definitely, like I don't feel squeaky new, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I've been here a bit. Yeah. I don't feel like it's my time to go next, but I've been here for a second. That's really interesting. Yeah. I, f- I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, you're like the avatar. Yeah, listen. You got to learn how to binge. I'm it. Sister Sarah Spati. Okay, so um, so the book, one of the books I was reading, it's so funny, had a quiz. Oh, I love about um, are you an old soul? So I took oh. it, mm-hmm. and I wanted you to take it. So I would like to ask you a series of questions. I am ready. That correspond to numbers. Oh no. Okay. Do you need to do math? I have to do math, but I'm going to do math for you, baby. Wow. Okay. That's ready? a true friend. So I'm going to ask you 10 questions. They're multiple choice. Oh, well. Great. I love okay. options. Okay. So this is, it says, take this quiz and discover if your soul has been to earth often or if it is a relative newcomer. Oh. Question one. How often do you experience deja vu? A, hardly ever. B, all the time. I just had it this morning. <laughs> C, frequently. Or D, occasionally. Probably D. Occasionally. Yes. Okay. Question two. Do you have places that draw you back from time to time? A, yes, I visit them regularly. B, no, I love to discover new spots and rarely go back to destinations. C, yes, I wasn't born there and I have no family there. Or D, just my childhood hometown. I feel like A and C, yes and yes, are the answers. Well, it's like, yes, I visit them regularly. And yes, I have no connection to this place. I would yes. say C. Question three. Do you feel like you have met people before even though they are strangers? A, no. I feel like every time I meet a new person, it's a brand new experience. B, not really, but it has probably happened before. C, all the time. I have formed some strong connections within minutes of meeting strangers. Or D, sometimes I feel like I know people even before I have met them and they feel familiar. That one. Okay. The last one. Question four. How would you describe your style of your home? A, always changing. Some rooms are modern and others are more traditional. B, mid-century modern classic style. C, Victorian period style. Or D, I love a bargain, so whatever's on sale, that's what I decorate with. (laughs) It's that one. It's that one, yeah. (laughs) Me too, I'm poor. Okay. Question five. 
What type of TV program do you prefer? A, cowboys and Indians are great. I love Westerns. B, period dramas and historical fiction. C, sci-fi programs. Or D, I love classic films in black and white. Oh, B. I hate classic films. There are good classic films, but. Question six. Do you ever feel like the modern world is going too fast? A, not at all. I love technology and can't wait to see regular people travel to space. B, yes, I don't own a smartphone or laptop. C, hell yes. I prefer to live in the woods in an off-grid house and work on my own, work on my wilting? I don't know. Whittling, sorry. Whittling? Or D, no, the world is going at a pace we can all keep up with. I think D. Okay. Until... I become too old to take that answer anymore. Question seven. Did you always know what career job you would follow when you grew up? A, yes, I did change careers in my mid-20s. B, always, I felt a strong connection with my destiny from an early age. C, no, I always thought I'd figure it out when the time came. Or D, I sort of knew but wasn't sure. Maybe like B. Always, I felt a strong connection to my destiny. Yeah. That's going to come up in our... Chiron episode for Patreon. I hope I'm right then. (laughs) You are. Um, Okay. Question eight. What age are your main group of friends? A, mix, mostly my own age, but I get along with older people as well. B, I have friends who are much older than me and I find people my own age annoying. C, I love people who are the same age as me or even a couple years younger. Or D, a handful are older than me, but mostly are my own age. Probably a handful are older than me, but mostly my own age. Two more. Question nine. What tradition from the past would you like to see restored? A, doing the Charleston while drinking martinis. B, the tournaments that knights used to fight in. C, none. They were abolished for a reason. (laughs) D, village life with maypoles and pagan ceremonies. I mean, that one sounds fun. The last one. But I also like abolished for a reason a lot as an answer. (laughs) Okay, last question. Question 10. Do you sometimes hear the voices of people who are no longer with us? A, No. (laughs) B, all the time, and I am comforted by them. They appear when I need help or reassurance. C, now and then, but I can tune them out. Or D, quite a lot. Doesn't everybody? I'd say C. Okay. But I think it depends what you mean by voices. Like, if I heard literal voices, I'd be like, fuck this here. It'd be bad for my nerves. Yeah. Like, I couldn't take that. Okay, so, by... The book, Reincarnation, the Ultimate Guide to Rebirth, Karma, and Old Souls, and What Astrology, Wicca, and Other Spiritual Practices Say. Wow, that's a long title. It is wild to me, the brackets that they put people into. By this bracket, you are a young soul who has mixed views about the world, like a human teenager who understands the modern world is filled with annoying innovations, but you can also recognize the value of retro ideas and historical knowledge. You would basically have to answer almost every question as if you are a super old lady in order to be considered a mature soul. Oh. And then you would have to be literally every single question as being an old soul to be welcome to the old souls club. So everything is based on a number of one to four. There, The top you can get is 40. If you get below 30, you are a young soul. Oh, And so I just thought it was really funny that they were like the – Doing the Charleston is an indication of being old. Old. Well, I don't even know liking, what the Charleston is. Liking sci-fi films is an indication of being a young soul. I can believe that. Yeah. So yeah, so that's the quiz, and I hope that you feel super young and Botoxed. 
One of the questions that I could not answer that was on the Patreon is one of my favorite questions is, how is it that mediums can talk to dead people, but we have past lives? Mm -hmm. And I couldn't find any answer for it other than like the idea that like your soul and your identity is more split than that. It's more fluid and like kind of ambiguous that like your soul isn't necessarily attached to like your identity as a human being. Yeah. But even then it that felt so weak. I wonder if it's like a parallel dimension kind of thing. Yeah. Oh hell You're yeah. Just speaking to someone else from the other side. Mm-hmm. That could be interesting. Or maybe, you know, we don't know like how long your soul is just like when the bathtub comes. Yeah. How long are you in Summerland, yo? Yeah. And maybe it's not like immediate that you have the veil upon you. Maybe mm-hmm. it's like sometimes decompress. You can kind of reach out. Like maybe you kind of have to like let go of your attachments on your own timetable, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if it's different for people who experience indies too, because they might have had a moment where they made a choice not to until mm-hmm. like they eventually die later. Yeah. But then like there's also this kind of this concept of like the haunting mm-hmm. and like spirits that are not ready to let go but their bodies are gone and so that leaves them almost in like this limbo mm-hmm. of being trapped on this earthly plane and not able to like progress yeah that's really interesting yeah it's like how does that all work have you ever done any like past life stuff no i want to though yeah it sounds yeah. fucking sick yeah do you remember any of yours no i have a hard time with like the concept of heaven and things ending Mm -hmm. like it's kind of like you level up and you're there forever and so like the concept of like past life as like past consciousness is appealing to me but it doesn't necessarily like fulfill all of like the energetic things that I need Mm -hmm. and so like the idea that our energy is recycled and that you like disperse and become a part of many people and many life forms that feels really like in alignment Mm-hmm. I think with where I'm at right now. This is why I'm so like suspicious of psychics. Yeah. It's because I've been to so many psychics and the amount of times people have told me I'm a goddamn Chinese princess. I'm a fucking Holocaust. Like someone's died in the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Like we can't all be Cleopatra. Like a lot we of can't... people died in the Holocaust though. I get so a lot that. of people a lot of people do have past life like memories of being in the Holocaust, which is could also be a Patreon episode. Right. Which I think should be a yeah. Patreon episode. But I, I think it's like it always feels like a cop-out a little bit where it's like oh yeah of course but like tell me about the one like four centuries ago or mm-hmm. like five centuries ago it, it doesn't feel I don't know we've talked about this so many times where I'm like I go to a psych and I'm like they don't know me <laughs> they don't get me they're wrong I'm special that's the Chinese princess in you talking it's true it's true <laughs> um, but yeah you never had any memories or any Mm-mm. my sister did past life regression and she said it was huge for her. Really? Yeah. I would love to have her come on and talk about it. Oh, that'd be crazy. Yeah. That'd like be she, really cool. It was very like moving for her. Yeah. I can believe that. And just being an empathetic person, I'm sure you're like, I was literally walking in someone else's shoes yeah. and they're mine now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the idea also that there are new souls, like yeah. little more cells out there, they're just empty vessels is wild to me. And it's also like, how does that work with the thousand lives thing? Because you'd think you're starting off relatively good. So you only have your first time to like fuck it all up. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that like, what's making the new souls? Is there like some sort of star? You know how they have like star nebulas where they make new stars? Like, mm-hmm. is there like some sort of weird nebulas that's like, <laughs> like popping out new souls? Like another uh, Milky Galaxy kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Milky Way Galaxy pop? Yeah. And I mean, if we're like popping into different peoples or beings on different planets, like maybe there's a new universe being that just got created and that went because we're oh all stars oh my god we are all just bits and fragments of stars you cannot come to me more like stardust <laughs> we stardust we're like a little dusty we just, like stardust yeah so marcel is a star and we are dusty <laughs> stardust we are old stars i am a black hole but not near dying we are just yeah so aged. before we die we do have to move on to which is in the news yay our first story today is one that miss tara sent me oh yeah it's very cute it's trans and intersex witches are casting out the gender binary it's a very good article that was done on them.com essentially it's just saying more trans and intersex witches are choosing witchcraft like come on over like that's great come to our picnic i love it get on this maypole girl I talked about Raven Caldera, a shaman and writer in Massachusetts, and they say that these days, trans and queer people want more than tolerance in their spiritual space. Caldera said, for trans folks, we need more than just, well, you're not evil. We need, you know, that's fair. We need being queer and trans, too, is sacred, a sacred way of being in the world, instead of just like, no, you're not gross. Like, you can yeah. join our party. It's like, no, your body and how you are is sacred, as is all bodies. Yeah. It's not that I don't hate you. It's that I love you. <laughs> Passionately. Yeah. Caldera is trans and intersex and follows Norse shamanism. As he delved, and that was the pronoun used in the story, as he delved deeper into the world of Norse anthropology, he learned that gender nonconformity had been an accepted part of some old North European shamanism. He said, I kept seeing stuff about people who are in between genders, people who were in between male and female. I saw myself in that and saw that I am just another bi-gendered shaman in a very long tradition. And a 2015 survey found that one in five trans people who had ever participated in a faith community experienced rejection in that space. So that makes sense why you'd want to come to something that's your own terms that celebrates you. And while we don't know much about trans people's religious faiths, like overall, a Pew survey of lesbian, gay, and bisexual people back probably a few years ago found that they are twice as likely to be part of a non-Christian religion than straight people, which makes sense. And, you know, honestly, that Pew survey was over five years old, and we need a new survey to get better data so we know more about the people and this, like I said, this article was on them.com and it just really reminded me of why I love witchcraft and that you can bring yourself, your journey to the table and not be ashamed mm-hmm. and just be completely celebrated and that there's space for everyone. There's like safe space. There's like open space and kindness for everyone. And you can just choose you through your spirituality. And I just think that's really beautiful. And you are sacred. You are sacred. Who you are is sacred. Your soul, your body, you're sacred. And that's fucking awesome. Hell yeah. I love that. And our next story is about the alleged satanic Georgia Monument. Ooh, fun. You ready? I'm very excited. So a large Stonehenge-looking monument in rural Georgia called the Georgia Guidestones was bombed in early July. I'm no longer excited. Okay, well, you got to know, we do the sandwich. 
And the middle story, I always try to make it the worst story. You fucking tomagotched me, okay? We could pop out into posy attitudes, you know? The Guidestones had four 16-foot-high panels with a 10-part message in eight different languages on guidance for living in an age of reason. That's in quotes, age of reason. It also served as a sundial and astronomical calendar. So dual purpose, baby, dual purpose. The messages are a little weird and kind of all over the place, honestly. One part called for keeping the world population at 500 million or below, while another calls to guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity, which that one's a little, a little ill. Yeah. It's like, be careful, be careful with that one. And another one calls for getting rid of petty laws and useless officials, which that I'm like, hell yeah, let's get behind that one. The Guidestones were a roadside attraction that received more attention once the internet had taken off. They were always shrouded in mystery because the true identity and intent of the person who commissioned them was never revealed. And the commissioner was only known as R.C. Christian, but no one knows who that actually is. Can't track it. Can't figure it out. No receipts. No No checks. Exactly. The Georgia Guidestones received even more attention this past May when a Republican candidate for the gubernatorial primary called the Georgia Guidestones satanic. Probably because it was like written in a bunch of different languages and it looked like a Georgia Stonehenge. That's so, okay. You know, it's not Christian, so it's Satan. (laughs) Ah, the little angel. And it is believed that that satanic speech that that candidate said may be why the Georgia Guidestones were later bombed. And basically it was bombed where one of the panels on it, it was kind of like, I believe it's three upwards and then it had one over the three. One of the panels had basically crumbled into pieces. And then due to structural damage from the bombing, the entire Georgia Guidestones had to be taken down because they were worried that someone would go up to it and it would like fall on someone and kill them. (gasps) So they're gone. So they're gone now. Is that crazy? Those have been there a while though. And it's like, poof. Oh my gosh. I remember being in Hawaii and listening to a Stuff You Should Know about the Georgia Guidestones, and now they don't exist anymore. Stuff You Should Know. They're not there. That's so sad. They got got. I know. It's pretty crazy. So our final story, the Hocus Pocus 2 trailer came out. Okay. Have you seen it? I have seen it. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. You have not seen it? Watch it right now. Right now? Yeah, why not? Hee hee hee. Okay. Thoughts. It's crazy to see... Bette Midler. Mike, you have aged since the 90s. Well, they have all aged since the 90s. Right. But I feel like Sarah Jessica Parker has always looked this severe. Mm-hmm. And did they have... It's the same woman for... Uh, yeah. Who escapes my mind always. She whoops. Najimi something. Jeannie Thomas. No. It's okay. Nope. That's uh, it's okay. Clarence Thomas's wife. We are... Not newscasters. We just do witches in the news. Um, we do our best. No, okay? I'm so excited. It was so fun. The main characters seem really interesting. Also, the idea that you are 16 and you have that kind of elaborate birthday ritual. Like, very cool, too. Yeah. And I it's wish- also like, it seems like they've been doing this ritual before. And so for anyone who hasn't seen it, we have a new set of kids. So we don't have Max, Allison, and Danny, which, you know, sucks. But they'd also be old. Yeah. Older than us. Our new group of kids are named Becca, Cassie, and Izzy. And it seems like it's the birthday ritual that brings the Sanderson sisters back from the dead. And it's crazy. Your 16th birthday is when you become a witch. Is, was he 
was he joking? Are they witches? I think they're witches. Like, what's happening? And then I think it's going to be this whole concept of who is a witch and who can be a witch. And then also, they'll be like, smartphones, gigans. Yeah. And it also had, like you said, the book. You, like, gasped when you saw the book. Mm -hmm. And the black flame candle. So hopefully that means, like, all hell breaks loose once again. I'm ready for some amazing CGI. Keep it hellish. I'm so excited. And of course, you have the Sanderson sisters possibly doing another performance, another iconic, legendary performance. Like, I put a spell on you. I don't even know how you could do a different song, though, you know? Black magic woman. Oh, maybe. Okay. Maybe something like that. I'm trying to think of an. an but it literally one. has to be. Or Season of the Witch. Like, what else That's could they a, do? Yeah, you got two. I don't know. So it's just like, what could it be? What could it be? It's going to have Rihanna. It's going to have. <laughs> that would be great. Cardi B. I would love that. And Hocus Pocus 2 will be streaming on Disney Plus starting September 30th. And this has been Witches in the News. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, let's wrap up the world's longest episode. I feel like I've been here for at least eight of my past lives. And it has been a joy. <laughs> okay? Okay, so I want you to, why don't you just take a little, why don't you have a little sit? Why don't you take off your shoes? Keep your socks on. Yeah, I don't want to see your disgusting feet. Yeah. Mm-mm. Why don't you, you know, and like lift up your hands and elongate your spine. Like you're at a concert. Yeah. Woo! We love you, Rush. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, do maybe a couple of like, um, like you're tilting your spine to the right and you tilt it to the left and you lift up your hand and it falls down like a little leaf or something like that. Ooh, I love that. This is a spell to calm your insecurities and accept yourself. Ooh, okay. So this is a reoccurring spell that you perform when you're feeling low, useless, powerless, and immovable. It's actually based off the self-compassion technique of Dr. Kristen Neff, and I've edited this process to make it a little more witchy. Love it. So you need nothing other than your own body. Ooh, I got that. I got a body. So first, I want you to recognize when you're feeling like you aren't good enough, strong enough, smart enough, pretty enough, or successful enough. Sometimes when we are in the thick of our emotions, it can be hard to recognize what we are actually feeling. On the surface, we might feel defensive or depressed or frantic, but take a minute and ask yourself where this reaction is stemming from. Is this because I feel like I am not enough? Two, if you've decided that what you are feeling is insecurity or self-consciousness, it's time to begin your ritual. So this ritual can be done in the bathroom at work or in the frozen food aisle at the grocery store or in the quiet of your own bedroom. The gestures can be as big or as small as you want them to. So you're going to take your ring finger on both of your hands, which represents the sun and your ego, and find the center of your chest where your heart chakra resides. Take one deep breath in and hold it for four seconds and then let it out. Okay. Oh, did you do it? Yeah. Has it been four seconds? Okay. Then I want you to take your index fingers, which represent Jupiter and expansion, and place them both just above your belly button on your solar plexus chakra. And take one deep breath in, hold for four seconds, and then let it out. Then I want you to place one full hand on your solar plexus chakra and one full hand on your heart chakra and take one deep breath in and hold for four seconds and then let it out. Next, I want you to wrap your arms around yourself and say out loud or to yourself, and this is going to feel a little silly, but you're going to say, 
I accept myself exactly the way that I am at this moment. You know, I'm say it again. The first time you do this ritual, it's not going to feel like anything and it may feel kind of silly, but you can make the compression gestures as subtle as you like. And the more that you practice recognizing self-acceptance, the better that you'll feel. And the idea is that like hugging yourself I love and compressing myself. on yourself actually produces like chemicals in your brain that make mm-hmm. you feel safe. And the idea that you accept yourself not who you're going to be in 20 minutes, not who you're going to be when you get that job, not who you're going to be when you get that perfect body, but who you are right now, like that is huge. Yeah. Because you are perfect exactly the way that you are right now. Right now when you have your shoes off. Right now. Beautiful. Not when you have your shoes on though. Fuck you. That's like, gross. No, it's fine. You have you, bad you're taste. You're perfect with shoes. It's fine. You're fine. You're great. You're, you're great. Fi- you're fine in the shower and in the dressing room and when your nipples are hard in the frozen food aisle. Body beautiful. And that means this is it. Do you have anything else? Do you have any thoughts? Can we close this shit down? Let's close it Let's up. close down the town. We would like to thank Marcel Perez, our producer, Mallory Porter, our creative director, Brian Rainey, our resident intern and researcher, and Kevin McLeod for the music we use in the intro and outro each week. Thanks, Kevin. I'd also really like to thank anyone who's written an Apple podcast review or liked us on Spotify, five stars on Spotify. You guys have been complaining about how you can't help us, and now you can. So get off that bodacious fucking booty. The juicy bum. And fucking squelch over to your phone where it's charging. No, in it's, your... it's like right next to them. There is no squelching involved. You just need to like a They're baby reach. In. Yeah, exactly. You are your phone. <laughs> It's fine. And give us five stars. It really helps. I know it doesn't mean anything to you, but it's very, it's helpful to us. I love that. If you want to find me, Alicia, you can find me on Instagram at Alicia period herder. And then if you want to find Tara, you can find me on Instagram at her lovely face. That's my art Instagram. And then you can also follow my private Instagram underscore little moss. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at which yes, Share an episode in your stories. Share a gnome in your story. Tag us. We'll feature you in our stories. Send us your thirst traps. Send us your familiars. Send us your past lives. Send us your past words. Should all of your past lives have an Instagram? That would be amazing. That would be great. You'd get so many likes. (laughs) Mary Todd Lincoln's Instagram. (laughs) That would be incredible. You can also join the Witch Yes official Discord server. All you got to do is go to the bottom of the episode that you're listening to right now and click official witch yes discord and it'll take you right there easy technology yo what are they talking about right now who would have thought what are they talking about right now they're talking about hot sauce they're talking about traveling traveling they're talking about how they're gonna take over the world anyways they're talking about a lot of shit and so you should just join it's fun and if you don't like the socials, you can always contact us via email at witchespodcast at gmail.com. We promise to read it. Eventually. You can also find us in the most important place in my heart, which is where the Patreon is. So $5 Patreon, which is and above, get extra episodes a month. Two of them, which makes this a weekly podcast. They also get to ask us questions. They know what the next episode is going to be about. They know when we have merch drop and $10 and above get access to our close friends list and more. And if you're a $5 Patreon witch, you also get to be involved in the secret Patreon part of the Discord. Oh, that's so funny. They do. They have a secret group. Yeah, they have a secret group. And it's only for Patreon members. It's crazy. There's a lot of levels. It's like the Illuminati, honestly. Honestly. That's insane. And I guess because we said Illuminati... 
it's time to die. And this has been Witch Yes. spell on you and now you're mine Ooh, i'm a man in the 80s and i'm very attracted to this old lady Mm-mm. grabbing her butt grabbing her face and putting it on my butt because i'm a man from 2020 because men in 2020 like it when women eat their ass oh okay I was like, I just didn't know what the connection was. Yeah. I thought this was a PG show. Wait, which yes or this? Because <laughs> we, I've been, I've been taking this in a different direction. <laughs> we need a, we need a meeting. <laughs> we need to have a production. We got to go back to the basics. What is this? <laughs> Remember when I wanted this to be an NPR show? Like, oh my what God. happened to that? All, all educational all the time. All right. Bye guys. Bye.